I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me. We're back with the next show in our season, the award-winning play, This Is How We Got Here, by Keith Barker. It's hard to imagine a more appropriate time to experience a play about grief and healing than now. With so many losing so much, This Is How We Got Here paints an evocative portrait of a family coping with an unimaginable tragedy that is both heartbreaking and cathartic. It's been a year since Paul and Lucille lost their son Craig to suicide. Their once solid family is starting to unravel as the couple and Lucille's sister Lizette and her husband Jim all wrestle with their grief and guilt. The ties that kept this family together strain under the pain until an unexpected visitor changes everything. This is How We Got Here was shortlisted for the Governor General's Literary Award for Drama in 2018 and was the winner for the Carol Bolt Award in 2020. We're honoured to share this special play with you now. A warning, this play deals with the subject of suicide and may not be suitable for all audiences. And now, This is How We Got Here by Keith Barker. So, uh, where should we start? Depends. Which way'd she go? That way. Where was it? No. No, she went that way. But where are you going? She went that way. Yeah, but the creek runs that way. Which means she probably followed it down past George's and over... To Harlan's. Good thinking. But now where are you going? You just said Harlan's. Yeah, but there's nothing past Harlan's except the lake, which means she probably headed north along the hydro lines to Carroll's Creek. You really think she'd go that far? Only one way to find out. This way. Uh, Right, yeah, uh, this way. Once... There was a fox who lived in the forest, and he had a magical gift for storytelling. Animals would come from all around and from far away just to hear his stories. And the fox would spend all his days making up story after story and telling them to anyone who would listen. But one day, as sometimes happens, things changed. And the fox, when asked by the badger to tell his own story, could not remember it. In fact, he could not remember any of his own stories. 
It seems that he had told so many stories to so many people that he had, in fact, lost his own. This worried the fox. He had never lost his own story before. It had always been there to tell him which way to go and what to do next. But now it was gone, and he felt very alone. Luckily, he still had the story of today, and today, like all the days before it, had been good. But today was quickly coming to an end. And if today ended before he could find his story again, what would that mean for tomorrow? With no story, there would be no tomorrow. What was he going to do? Is that you? Oh, hey Liz, how's it going? Good, and you? Oh, you know, it goes. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we have to make this quick. I'm in the middle of making dinner. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt. You didn't, what's up? Liz, I, I know things haven't been good between us lately. Uh-huh. But I was just wondering if maybe we could put our differences aside for one night so I could see Lucille. Seriously? That's what you're here for? Listen. No, you listen to me. She made it very clear she doesn't want to see you. A couple of minutes is all I'm asking for. I'm sorry. Look, if she says no, I'll go away. I promise. She doesn't want to see you. Look, just go in there and ask her, would you? I'm not doing that. Why not? Am I that terrible of a person you won't let me see my wife on the anniversary? You are unbelievable. You really are. Wait! She's been... struggling. With you two and the divorce, it's only made things worse. She spends most of her days outside in the backyard. She doesn't talk. She doesn't want to talk. She barely eats. And I know she's not sleeping. Mostly she just wants to be left alone, so that's what I try to do. I try to leave her alone. Some days are better than others. Today is not one of those days. She's fragile, and I'm afraid if she sees you, it's going to... You know. Yeah. Anyways, i got to get back inside. Dinner's on the stove. Yeah. No, of course. Uh, I'll get out of your way. Listen. I'll tell her you stop by. If she wants to see you, I'll drive her over. Deal? Deal. In here. What's up? Yeah, not much. What you up to? Yeah, working on the well. I keep getting sediment in the water. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, well, hopefully I can patch it because I can't afford to drill a new one. Uh, so you gonna offer me a drink or what? <laughs> Since when do you ask? Help yourself to whatever's in the fridge. I think I got some juice in there somewheres. Juice. <laughs> 
Yeah, juice. What kind of juice? I don't know. Does it matter? I guess not. You got anything else? Like what? Like, I don't know. Got any beer? No, but uh, I got some pop in the fridge downstairs. Just give me a sec. Nah, nah, don't worry about it. You sure? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Suit yourself. So, what brings you over to this side of town? I thought I'd return your shop back to you. You came all the way over here for that? Yeah, well, Liz has been nagging me about it for a while now. Hey, you got a light? Yeah, I got some matches, but you can't smoke in the house. Since when? Since I've been trying to quit. You can smoke on the porch if you like. Uh, sure. Uh, sounds good. Hey, what's up, man? Why are you limping like that? Uh, it's, it's my back. Huh. It's killing me. I've been sleeping on the couch the last few nights. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you do? Nothing. Nothing? That's what I said. Yeah, I know that's what you said, but you must have done something. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Well, what's wrong with your hand? Yeah, just a dumb thing I did at work. Hmm. Hey, I, I know we haven't, you know, seen a lot of each other since... Yeah, the, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's fine. No, I, I've been super busy at work. Yeah, me too. Here, uh, let me grab you those matches, huh? Sure. Hey, you, uh... You get any moose this year? No. You? Yeah, I, I got a bull. Uh, Dale got one too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I totally forgot this here. Yeah, you should put your name in it with the police. They'll, they'll call you if someone hits one on the highway. Yeah, I thought about it, but it kind of feels like I'm cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah, but a moose is a moose, right? <laughs> right. Uh... As long as you don't mind spitting out a bit of glass at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you, you remember that time Dale hit that moose driving back from the bank? Oh, it was yesterday. God, I totally <laughs> thought we were going to die that night. <laughs> yeah, oh, me too. Right, one second we're talking and laughing, and the next second there's a moose coming through the front window. And we were lucky we only hit the back end of her. Yeah, I know. I right, counted my lucky stars that night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and then Dale jumps out of the car, starts yelling at the poor thing. Yeah, which was fine until she stood up. Oh, man, the look on his face when he was running back to the car. <laughs> open the door. Open the door. And we barely got it open on time. When she charged the car like that, I thought we were done for. Oh, and then Eric. Oh, man, the only guy in the car who hates hunting ends up shooting the moose. From the back seat of the car. God, who does that? A dentist, that's who. <laughs> My ears were ringing for a week. Yeah, mine too. I still don't know how we managed to get her home that night. Oh, worst idea ever. It's the only time in my life where I've driven home with 400 pounds of moose in my lap and another 500 strapped to the roof. Yeah, tied down with duct tape and extension cords. Oh, and the smell. Oh, Jesus. I can still remember Barb's face when we pulled up to the house. <laughs> yeah, that's because it was her car. <laughs> and then you tried to convince Craig that we killed it in self-defense. Oh, that almost worked, too. <laughs> Sorry, man. For what? Uh, I, I didn't mean to bring him up. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, don't be. It's a good story, huh? Funny, uh, Lou always said that's what made him a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows, eh? Huh. What is that? What? Oh, it's a, it's a chess set. I didn't know you played chess. I don't. Well, not yet. What do you mean? I met this guy at my support group. His son died a few years back, and we got to talking about the boys, and he told me he signed up for some kayaking lessons because it was something his son loved doing when he was alive. Said it helped with the, uh... Anyway, uh, Craig loved chess, so I thought I'd give it a try. Yeah, well, I've heard it's a good game. It's like uh, advanced checkers. No, not really. Well, same idea, though, but with different rules. In different pieces. Exactly. So it's a completely different game. Well, if you're going to be like that about it, then forget it. Forget what? Hey, was that your truck parked outside of Benjamin Hurley's house a couple of weeks ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, putting in a sauna, asked me to do the wiring for him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he also needed some help laying the concrete in the basement. Oh, so you were out there a lot. Well, not a lot. Sounds like a lot. Well, it wasn't. You know he's a fruit, eh? He's not a fruit. Yes, he is. Uh, what makes you so sure? You've seen his hair, right? That doesn't mean anything. He's a kindergarten teacher. Well, I'm telling you. I spent a couple of days with the guy, and there's nothing like that going on over there. Oh, yeah? And what makes you so sure? Just trust me. I'm sure. The guy teaches cooking classes out of his house. He has a cat. He <sighs> drinks wine when he's at the bar. And he's got an orange car. Jerry's car is turquoise. You'd think he's a fruit? No, because we all know Jerry's wife chose that color. So? So this guy doesn't have a wife. It's a stupid rumor. Well, a couple of guys at the mill say it's not. Oh, and you listen to them, huh? They say he's from Montreal. So what? And he drinks bottled water. I drink bottled water. What does that make me? Don't do that. I'm serious. So am I. Fruit. Excuse me. What? You calling me a fruit? No. You just said fruit. Yeah, but I said fruit like he's a fruit, not you're a fruit. That's not what you said. Well, that's what I meant. I'm not a fruit. I know. You've known me my whole life. You know me. I know. If the boys start thinking I'm a fruit, they're going to start thinking you're a fruit too, you know what I mean? No. What are you talking about? Well, we've been best friends our whole lives. I'm not a fruit. I didn't say you were. Then why are you calling me a fruit? I wasn't calling you a fruit. Uh, that's what you said. Yeah, but that's not what I meant. What I was saying is... I don't care what you were trying to say. Don't call me a fruit. You're not a fruit. I'm not a fruit. Neither one of us are fruit, okay? Okay. Besides, there's nothing wrong with people like that. I'm just not one of them. Yeah, well, I don't care for people like that. Yeah, well, I don't care for vegetarians, but I still talk to your wife. That's different. Not in my eyes, it's not. Well, it is in mine. Yeah, why is that? You know why. Then say it. No. Why not? Because I don't want to. You can't, can you? W would you drop it already? Yeah, I'll drop it when you say it. You say it. Coward. Don't call me that. Then say it. Because being gay is a sin. There. Hmm. What about suicide? 
Oh, man. You know that's different. Hmm? How? It just is. Yeah? Then why do you still go to that same church that refused to have my son's funeral? Hmm? Oh, come on. Look, I've been going there my whole life. Yeah? Well, if it's different, then why didn't you say something to Father Bob about it? And what was I supposed to say? That he was a good kid. That he deserved to be buried with his family. My parents are buried there. Lou's parents are there too, but Craig isn't. He took away my son's last rite, so don't you go telling me that it's different, because it's not. Father Bob was just following the rules. If it's about the rules, then why did Father David allow him to be buried at St. John's? Father David comes from a different generation than Father Bob. I don't care. All right, he humiliated us in front of everyone we know, and I will never forgive him for it. Paul, listen. No, I'm done listening. Where are you going? I gotta finish the well before it gets dark. You know the way out. The day you were born was not the best day of my life. It was not the first time I ever saw your father cry, and you were not the most precious thing we had ever seen. And I was never one of those annoying mothers who would talk endlessly about how great their child was. I did not gush about all the things you had done and all the things you were going to accomplish, and I never once pulled out my wallet full of pictures to prove it. You didn't make me the best presents on my birthday and at Christmas, or leave me notes telling me how much you loved me. You never hugged and kissed me every night before bed, no matter what, and you never wanted to curl up beside me on the couch on movie night. I never went to your hockey games, and I didn't embarrass you by screaming my head off every time you touched the puck. We never had the awkward sex talk, and you didn't make fun of me about it for years after. I never caught you smoking cigarettes behind the house because you wanted to be more like your dad, and we didn't cry together that time Kelly broke your heart. We never used to talk late into the night with cinnamon toast and tea, or sing Billy Joel songs at the top of our lungs as we made homemade candy at Christmas. You were not gentle or sensitive or a romantic at heart. You were not the one thing I was most proud of in this world, and you were not the part of me that I loved best. I was not your mother. I can't be. Because if I was, I wouldn't be able to go on from here. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, time for dinner. I'm grabbing veggies for the salad and then we're all sitting down to eat together. And no is not an option tonight. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill him, I really am. Jim, we have no veggies tonight because you didn't build a fence like I asked you to. Now who's paranoid? Oh no, not my tomato plants. My carrots too, even my lettuce is gone. 
Oh, come on now, really? The potatoes? What kind of animal digs up and eats potatoes? You! Why, you little son of a... You listen to me and you listen good, you little terror. If I catch you anywhere near my garden again, I will kill you. Liz! No, I'm serious. There is a rifle in my garage with your name on it. You wouldn't shoot a fox, would you? God, no, I get Jim to do it. Liz! Look what it did! It's just a garden. But it's my garden and now it's ruined. What is that? What? That, right there. Nothing. Well, obviously it's something because I can see it. You don't have to worry about it. I'm not worried about it. I just want to know what it is. Well, I don't want to tell you what it is. Why not? Because I don't need a lecture right now. I am not in the mood for this. Neither am I. So let's drop it. If you don't tell me what it is right now, I will wrestle you to the ground and take it from you. You wouldn't. Oh, I would. I'll give you to the count of three. One. (laughs) I'm serious. Two. (laughs) Really? We're going to do this. Fine. Three. Don't, don't, don't. It's an egg, okay? It's an egg. An egg? Yes. Why do you have an egg? Because it's a long story and I don't want to talk about it. And I take it this egg is not from the grocery store? No. What's so special about it? That's what I don't want to talk about. Well, you can't bring it into the house if that's what you were thinking. What? Birds carry all kinds of diseases we don't even know about. The best thing you could do right now is go put the egg back where it came from. I don't know where it came from. Well, I'm sure if you go back to where you found it and look up, you'll discover something new and exciting. I didn't find it. It was given to me. Sometimes I wonder why I married him. Jim, get out here now! It wasn't Jim, it was the fox. The what? Nothing. No, you need to explain what you just said. Fine. But only if you promise me you'll listen to the whole story without interrupting me. Sure. What? I promise. When I came outside this morning, the fox was out here waiting for me. How do you know it was waiting for you? That's an interruption. Right, sorry. He walked right up to me and he placed the egg at my feet. Then he ran away. Maybe he was saving it for later. No, he wanted me to have it. How do you know that? I just do. So let me get this straight. You're holding an egg that was inside the mouth of a wild animal. When's the last time you washed your hands? That's not the point. It is when you live in my house and you touch my stuff. What if it's a sign? Oh, don't do that. What? That. What you're doing there. You can't do that. The egg is just an egg. There's no meaning behind any of it, so please don't start looking for something that isn't there. I know you're sad. I'm sad, too. That's why I made dinner. I don't want dinner. You know what? You're right. Forget it. Forget that I was trying to help. Forget that I just spent three hours in the kitchen making something no one wants to eat. Forget that Jim wants to stay out in the garage and you'd rather be out here. And forget the fact that no one wants to talk to me, except for Paul, of course, who shows up out of the blue and wants to see you, and I'm the one who has to say no. I know it's the anniversary, and I know it's hard, and I should be better about this, but I'm not. I'm pissed off, and this is not an excuse, it's not, but I haven't eaten all day, and you know how I am when I haven't eaten. You're my little sister, and I love you, and I tried my best, but it's just not working, and everything I do is just... I don't know, give me a hug. Paul was here? Yeah, I sent him away. How is he doing? Oh, you know... He looked like a lost puppy. Last week I made Jim go over there to check in on him. I thought it would be good for the both of them, but apparently it wasn't. I'm telling you, those two guys are as stubborn as their fathers were. What do you mean? Well, Jim said they ended up fighting over some fruit and then he left. That's weird. Paul doesn't even like fruit. I could barely get him to eat vegetables. Hey, I'm as confused as you are. That's too bad. You can tell how much they miss each other. I know. 
Anyways, if you want to see him today, I can drive you over. I don't know. No pressure. Thanks. Can you do me a favor? Anything. Promise me you won't shoot the fox. I promise. But only if you'll come in for dinner. Deal. You hear that? The garden's all yours. Hey, I found something. What? Just get over here. Tracks. Yep, looks like they go that way. Where are you going? Shouldn't we follow these? No, probably not. Lou doesn't wear a size 10. But you do. Those aren't size... Oh, yeah. Maybe they are. Now what? <sighs> well... I say we still check Carroll's Creek and then walk the hydro lines up to the quarry. And if she's not there? Well, then we keep looking. The fox could see the day was coming to an end as the sun began to set. He needed to find his story and find it fast. First he tried doing what he did best. He told a made-up story about tomorrow and all the things he imagined would happen. But made-up stories are not real stories. So it did not work and the sun continued to set. Then he tried to find clues in all the memories of his life. But that didn't work either. Memories sent him in the wrong direction. To yesterday and days before. Instead of to tomorrow and the days after that. And the long shadows of the afternoon appeared. And the sun continued to set. That was part one of This Is How We Got Here by Keith Barker. Parts two and three are available now on Play Me. It featured Tamara Podemski, Sheldon Elter, Michaela Washbourne, and Christopher Bowman. Keith Barker directed the original theatrical production. This Is How We Got Here was first produced by Theatre Continuum and New Harlem Productions as part of Summerworks Performance Festival at Factory Theatre in 2016. This episode's sound design and edit are by Chris Tolley. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Expect Theatre or Instagram at Play Me Podcast. And if you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing us. It helps us get our podcast out to more listeners. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcasts.com. 
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.